Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful. It is November 9th, 2022. This is your post-AEW show. We've got Alex Palowski here with us. Alex, how you doing? I'm sick, but uh, push through it. Um, it basically, my, my daughter has had a cold on and off for four months. So uh, every now and then, she gives it to me. But today, I got a three-and-a-half-hour nap in, so I'm ready to go. This is going to be your flu game. What really it happened is. is you were delivered a pizza right That's before right. Right. this. Yep. And we think that somebody gave you food those poisoning. Those damn Utah Jazz pizza delivery boys. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. You can subscribe. Uh, you can leave a comment. That stuff really, really helps us out. YouTube switched a whole bunch of stuff up. So if you leave us a nice thumbs up, you leave us a comment on the video, that stuff helps. There are other ways you can help. You can leave us a nice review on podcast platforms everywhere. And if you are a subscriber here on YouTube or any of our podcast platforms, you probably saw that I dropped something a little bit special today. The 200th episode of my Backstage Report podcast that I do every week on Fightful Select. Uh, I've got a lot of people who don't follow the day-to-day news and they prefer the the weekly catch-up that I do on FightfulSelect.com and podcast for portion i also add my opinion to that as well that is on all of our podcast platforms right now free as a preview uh check it out maybe you like it maybe you want to subscribe to fightfulselect.com we'll have some news on this very show tonight in the morning but uh we had some news about warner brothers discovery Uh, a source told me that they would be shocked if they didn't get give a renewal offer to aew but that ain't it we had news on an impact wrestler gaining their release. And this is one I don't even have to paywall anymore. We reported that Taryn Terrell asked for her uh, or put in her notice at NWA. Within about an hour of us posting that, she's like, not only did I do that, I'm done. I'm retiring from wrestling altogether. So wow. uh, FightfulSelect.com, guys. It's it's a hoot. It's only five bucks. Let's talk about AEW Dynamite. Get your super chats, get your humper chats in. You can do that here on YouTube or at humperchats.com. Humper chats allow you to leave your question or statement uh, before we go on the air, while we're on the air. Either one, YouTube can do it while we are on the air. I want to thank, first off, Luis for doing the moderating and our friend Gisberto, who's been doing the thumbnails for us of late. Big shout out to him. But Orion Ben says best opening hour of dynamite in like six weeks. Do you agree with that? Um, <laughs> still a bit of a brain fog. Um, yeah, the first hour was really good. Um, there was some really good stuff there. Um, uh, I mean, also a hell of a main event to to finish out the show as well. There was some really good stuff throughout the entire night. 
I'm excited to talk about it, man. We've, we've got a ton to talk about. Don't forget also list in your boy today, but let's go ahead and get into AEW dynamite. Tony Khan said before this show that it'd be a newsworthy one. <laughs> um, I don't like it when people that are, well, you know, that are, I don't know, maybe not the promoters that are touting. It's going to be a big show. It's going to be a big show because that sets some unrealistic expectations. Right. Because I'll have people that are like, what's happening tonight? What's happening tonight? I'm like, I haven't heard of anything. Right. Now, last week we were told it was a big show and uh, mm-hmm. Colt Cabana came back. That was newsworthy. Jeff Jarrett popped up. Shibata popped up. If you would have told me last week was a newsworthy show, I would have been like, they were right. They were right about that. Some of the news that broke on this show, Soraya being cleared, we knew that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she ain't going to build to a match with, with Britt Baker. Uh, but the, the big piece of news that dropped was that it looks like the Elite are coming back at full gear, which seemed to be the plan from the jump. But there, there was some heavy imagery on this show that implied that it would be full gear. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I think that's pretty noteworthy, but I mean, I don't know if I need the, it's going to be big. It's going to be big every week. And to Tony's credit, he didn't say that last week. He said newsworthy this week. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the announcement that are going to be in the, in the UK, I mean, at that Nebulous was okay. That was 23. You're right. Maybe that's, maybe that's, they don't say like a date or even a time frame, just 2023. So, Maybe that was it. Um, yeah, I, I the thing about it is the way that they're doing this whole um, teasing of the elite coming back with the with the Thanos snap dust and everything, and then this particular one had so much uh, full gear imagery in the little um, in, um, promo, the video video. Um, it kind of like I, I personally, I would have just loved it if I had no idea, and they showed up. As opposed to sure. now, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm already gonna get full gear, but the idea I'm watching full gear, going, when are they gonna show up? Because they're gonna show up tonight. Because you told us. As opposed to just out of the blue, didn't expect it, and 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 their music hits and, and they come out. It, it would be a a different kind of a feeling, I think. I do think this is kind of setting the stage, and it does give uh, like a pre-made story, which uh, I like as well. But uh, we kicked off this show, acclaimed in FTR against Swerve and Our Glory and the Guns. You knew the Guns were here to take the pin. You knew right. they were. But uh, they, they work really, really well in what they do and what their role is. And this was also to tease dissension between the acclaimed and FTR. Uh, perhaps my favorite thing here, Anthony Bowens, who, who gave me some great quotes for my feature on Casey Navarro that I dropped this week. Check that out. It's pinned to my Twitter. Man, it looked originally in, in the acclaimed, like I, I knew what he was capable of. I did a feature on him years ago, so I had to to study him heavily. But it looked for like a while like Max Caster would be the breakout because of his mic skills and all that. Now, Anthony Bowens has like three or four successful catchphrases, and he's delivering in the ring. He's got that white hot tag that he does. Like it's it's so good. Like Anthony Bowens is undeniable. I don't know if they'll they'll ever push him to like top, top levels, but he's very clearly a guy that has like a 10, 15, 20-year future in AEW if he wants it, depending on how long he, he lasts physically. I think that's that's the story of this match in the ring that, that, that I took away from this. I, I Him using the pop-up Fame Master has a little bit of an extra meaning to it now. The Billy Gunn is there. Billy Gunn hits the ring and goes right after Swerve because yep. why wouldn't he, Alex? Sure. I thought a lot of this was was effective storytelling in in what they were trying to do. Yeah. Um, this this and again a lot of um, hesitancy on Keith Lee's part and trying to figure out where he fits in all of this. Um, wanting to be the tag champs again, but not trusting his partner certainly doesn't have the animosity towards um, towards the acclaimed that Swerve does. Um, has no ill will for Billy Gunn. So he's trying to figure out how to get this whole thing started. But all it takes is, uh, and he honestly, 
doesn't really uh, have any animosity uh, towards um, uh, towards uh, uh, FTR. But when FTR starts punching him in the head, of course, he's going to fight back. So there's a very interesting dynamic to this whole thing. But yes, I, I really appreciated how the acclaimed and Swerve in Our Glory didn't figure into the pinfall. Uh, keep these guys away from real action with each other until they have that um, rubber match uh, at full gear. I think that's good. Uh, the big rig done by the guns um, was was a choice as well. Yeah, uh, but I like sure it. It's finished um, uh, as well with the big rig uh, by FTR the way the gun intended. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Riot DR saying, "Hey yo, did Shawn Michaels have a garage sale or did the Gun Boys raid his closet?" Between uh, their gear and FTR's complete package, I don't know what year yeah. it is. Another note: I don't realize how many times MJF was forced to be the afterthought. We'll talk more about that later, but uh, the gun club are always looking to get attention in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Kessler mentions that Max rap, Max's rap was great. Uh, great. That it was. That mm-hmm. it was. Uh, what all did he mention tonight? He mentioned... Um, a lot of... What, Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie. Herschel Walker. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of that stuff. The, yeah, a lot, just, a lot of just stuff outside of the realm of wrestling. Yeah, but I mean, it got good reactions too. Oh, sure, that's that's the point. Yeah, so I mean that that ended up working out pretty well. Uh, we so I, I love this acclaimed FTR get the win. Swerve in our glory continue to be great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm still reeling from accusations. Yes, still reeling. Incredible stuff. Yep. Tony Schiavone announced that AEW are heading to the UK in 2023. Tom Lavalley is happy about that. Says next year we're in the UK. It's been a long time coming. I mean, they just hit Canada. They're finally hitting the UK. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how hot the crowds are there, Alex. Yeah, um, I like this little turn of phrase by uh, Tom LaValle. First, AEW comes to UK next year to the UK because they're coming to to Rupp Arena. Rupp Arena. Okay, yeah. That's a little I, turn of phrase there, Tom. You LaValle. know, I, like I didn't. That. I completely overlooked that. I'm glad that you saw it. Um, that was nice. Um, yeah. Listen, going to the UK is a big deal. Because AEW does great business over there, like everybody loves, like it's a huge uh, deal for them. I think it's really cool they get to get over there, their first big UK show. Um, I'm uh, the people, the fans over there deserve it. Um, I'm hoping it's a it's a big success. For Do them. they though? I mean, I'm just kidding. You guys are great, and your uh, conversion rate is is rad. I really like that. <laughs> Shout out to Win Wrestle Talk used to pay me. Uh, I was very happy <laughs> with that uh, exchange rate. MJF cuts a promo uh, from Pardon My Take, and this was this is a perfect example of the MJF character. Right. He's always the hero of his own story, mm-hmm. and he is always thinking of anything to use to motivate himself. Right. That is that it. We made the Michael Jordan joke earlier. That's what Michael mm-hmm. Jordan used to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and if, I if, took that personally. And I took that personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If some, if somebody he felt like shouldn't have been guarding him was right. guarding him, well, I'm yeah. sorry, you're getting punished for that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if somebody didn't say hi to him, if he passed him at a steakhouse, I think it was George Carl or something. Yeah. Well, sorry, your team's getting messed up. MJF yeah. is like, I was overlooked. First by a neck tattoo, then by yeah. Matt Hardy spilling I, his brains on the on the ground. Honestly, like, like damn, that, that's a really good um, uh, use of the. Um, what, what is the anonymous Raw general manager saying? Uh, assistant from Luis. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, so, um, I like that that through line of every time I had a big moment it got overshadowed by something else that was not my fault at all. I, I killed it in this, 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 and this, and this, all this time. I love that he said, like, Jericho overshadowed me for a year. Because, I mean, I, I honestly thought when MJF, um, and when the pinnacle was formed, we were talking about it that night. Is the pinnacle the the um, AEW's version of the Four Horsemen? Like, you, like, there were five of them at the time, but, like, but but that kind of a, of a group that would stay together throughout the years. You have the, the the tag team. You have the big bruiser. You have the guy who can cut a promo. The guy who's obviously the leader. And it seemed almost immediately 
that it was like, no, 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 this is actually more about the inner circle. This is the inner circle's time. Pinnacle's there kind of occasionally, but really that's not, a, that's not the whole point. And I thought that was a, that was a good point from him. But the, the most important one is my giant return, the thing everyone should have been talking about at the last pay-per-view being overshadowed by a press conference and that whole fallout. And everyone should have been talking about MJF is back. He's got the chip. He's got an army behind him. He came out to sympathy for the devil with the mask and everything. That should have been the number one story coming out of it. And he nailed his part. Yes, nailed it. And then the press conference out of his control. And he got overshadowed by it. And I understand, I love that he's he has a he has a chip on his shoulder about that kind of stuff. It makes it makes it feel real. And, and it does. And because we know at his heart, MJF is a bad guy, this character. He didn't seem to mention Wardlow. He didn't seem to mention how he's done that to other people. Mm-hmm. He didn't mm-hmm. seem to mention how he cost, you know, he cost Cody Rhodes the right. ability to, to compete for the world title for the rest sure. of his life. He didn't mention how Wardlow squashed him, but everybody was talking about him coming out there. And doing mm-hmm. plane motions and all that sure, stuff. Because sure. he is the hero of his own story. Absolutely. And yeah. he doesn't feel like any of the things that he did were wrong. He feels like right. those were justified. And he was the one that was victimized in that situation. Absolutely. So there's this remarkable sense of realism, yet no accepting of responsibility whatsoever no. as to maybe this is karma getting back at me. Instead, mm-hmm. what he does is like, no, no, no. I deserve all the good things to happen to me. He's Silky Johnston. He's yeah, the sure player is. hater of the year. He wants all the bad things to happen to everybody else and all the good things yep. to happen to him. And he doesn't care at what expense. But I yep. like that because still there's some authenticity to it. Sure. Because he's not outright saying that. He's just ignoring no. it. It's like he's not lying. He's just mm-hmm. not saying it. Um, we've got Sawyer saying the best heels are right. Yeah. Or they just tell their own truth. Right. Malik says, do you think we see a heel Moxley after he loses the title? I want to see a heel Mox in AEW. maybe heel Moxley pre WDB. I think we're going to see it eventually. Um, yeah. I think quite honestly, he's like, he's their Brett. He's their Hogan. That's what he mm-hmm. is. They mm-hmm. inked him to a five-year deal, and they're like, hey, yeah. please mentor people mm-hmm. and stop throwing pizza slicers into your forehead, please. Uh, but I think at some point we see that, and uh, I think it'll be great, Alex. Yeah, uh, I think when we see it eventually, I think it'll be great. I think that I, I, I think that he when he loses at full gear, he's going on a long vacation because he deserves it because he was supposed to get to go on one and now he's finally going to get to go on one. And when he comes back, maybe he'll be a heel. He, sh- he should get a but, more extended one through Christmas as well. Right. Oh, oh yeah. Um, the thing of it is, is that it all depends on, on how we see M- MJF now p- presenting himself as uh, not, not the good guy, but like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm just this generational talent. I'm on, on, um, undeniable as uh as uh, ungoddamn deniable as cody rose once said um that kind of a thing uh i'm coming for this title it was my birthright kind of a thing um but not being outwardly heelish um and also there's that beat down by the firm that that is a question mark still in our, and as he said they've they've said um the the doctors have told me that if i want to be 110 percent by full gear I shouldn't be traveling and making TVs. So they're keeping him off TV with some kind of weird little storyline thing there, which lets us like think more about the, the most recent thing we've seen from MJF in an AEW ring is the time when the firm turned on him, beat him up, put him through a table. Then we are more likely to think of him as that guy. Yes. Then maybe a guy who made that happen as part of a plan to get us all to think he was the good guy. If you, if you keep him off TV, that's, that's the way it's going to be. So going into full gear, there's that question of, is the firm going to come out and try to help him? Is the firm going to come out and try to stop him? Like what, all of that is a really 
a very intriguing uh, mindset going into it. District says that MGF promo proved what he said in it was true or that he's good at making you think it's true. Right. Yeah. James says Moxley is good. Enough said. Uh, so, yeah, we did. Ha- and by the way, Orion Ben says the greatness of having MJF's promo, then Stokely's. I'll get to Stokely yeah. momentarily. Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts says, how does MJF deliver your amazing promos and still get better at them every week? I mean, he, he has studied elements of wrestling that have long been forgotten and things. If you, if like, okay, so if MJF watches something from 1985 world class and it works right. on him and he sure. pops, there's a 98% chance that you, me, everybody watching this has never seen it. But if it yeah. pops him, it's going to work. Yeah. It's yeah. going to work. Uh, Chris Kessler says, Mox and MJF are two of the very best at telling a story on the mic. Britt continues to prove herself. Can't wait to talk about that, too. Uh, but Moxley was out with Regal, and he says, here's the deal. I was like MJF once. MJF reminds me and Regal of me. He was like, but MJF is a pretender. He wants you to think he's rich. I don't look like I'm rich, but God damn it, I am rich. I love this. He's mm-hmm. He said, you know, I'm exact. I'm what he pretends to be, but I'm still me. Right. I right. thought this was fantastic. I the part I loved the most was like also yeah, you call yourself the devil. Let me tell you, I've I've met the devil several times over in the face of different men. Men have done horrible, terrible things to me and other people. Let me tell you, you ain't that. That's not who you are, man. That's some really really good stuff. And also bringing up a connection of. The guy that you met, William Regal, because William Regal's in the ring wordlessly just standing there uh, as this kind of like a wordless hype man. Uh, but he says, when you met me, I was a lot like MJF, wasn't I? Um, and we, I, I picked a fight with you, but you beat me up. And then when I got a chance second time, I took you out. So let's see. MJF picked a fight with me the last time, but I beat him up. Let's see what happens the second time. Because I don't think you got it in you to take me out the way I took out Regal. I think there's a lot. And I love that, that Machi says, because we're teachers at the end of the day, we should be setting up the future. We Regal and I both want MJF eventually to be the face that runs this place. The guy who is who everything is built on. We want that for the younger generation to come up and replace us. That is the circle of life. But let me tell you, that time is not now. And I think it's, I, it's great stuff. Well, let's talk about Stokely. Luis says, Mm -hmm. God bless him. And Distry says it confirms he's with MJF still. Maybe, but it was just good. And um, I've interviewed Stokely in the past. And this is one of the the closest things to him that I've seen. I'm not going to pretend to know him as well as he says he knows MJF here. But this seemed authentic. And he said, you know, I thought that when my best friend MJF was going to compete for the AEW title. I'd be right there with him. I'd be managing. I'd been in his corner. Instead, he's dick riding John Moxley. And then he goes, he's, he stops. He's so disgusted. Dick riding without a license. He says the worst crime you can commit is dick riding without a license. Oh my God. Jeez. This was so like, there's a, what more can I add to this? No, no, it's great. It was a it was a perfect little promo from from him. Uh, adds even more doubt because I think the overwhelming um, feeling among fans is that this is going to be a swerve, right? MJF is actually still working with the firm, and the firm will come out during the match at Full Gear, and we're supposed to think that MJF is angry at them for coming out, but then they'll immediately attack Moxley when the ref's down or whatever. And um, and this is the kind of a little thing that's meant to sow a little bit more doubt in us. And I think that's great. Do add as much doubt to us as possible so that whatever happens uh, will be uh, a, a really great um, surprise. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. 
a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, man. This was really good stuff. This was good stuff. And listen, if you're doing dick riding without a license, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, listen, I don't know if I should use that for an ad segue. <laughs> listen, I signed the form. They're here through 2023. Uh, maybe they'll forget about it by then. But listen, if you're if you're committing that crime, you at least want to do it on a nice Helix mattress. <laughs> HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. How long have you had your mattress? How has your sleep improved? I can tell you I've had my Helix Sleep mattress for a couple of years and my sleep has never been better. I was on a slab of memory foam before that, and I thought I thought that was the peak. I thought that's as good as it got. Wrong. I took that Helix Sleep quiz, got matched up to my personalized mattress. It was shipped straight to my door free of charge. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. They have 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, even one made just for kids. They know there's no better way to test out a new mattress than sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. If you don't like it, they will pick it up for you. They have, or Also, you get your full refund as well. That's what I love about our sponsors. They want to make sure that you like it. It's got a 10 or 15 year warranty, depending on the model. It's been number awarded the number one mattress pick by GQ and wired magazine. And it's been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors of doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to for improving your sleep. They have their own memory foam layers in there as well. On some of their models, they have some that are, are more responsive foam to cradle your body. They have some that cool you down. I took that quiz. I was matched with their dusk Lux model and my sleep has never been better. They have great financing plans. They have great uh, payment plans as well. But right now, helixsleep.com slash Fightful, you can get up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Let me tell you, last time I went pillow shopping, it was not inexpensive. And uh, Helix is just giving you those things. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Davari offered the services of his butler to mm-hmm. anyone that would bring him the TNT title. And Wardlow brought him the TNT title. I mean, technically, yes. And slaughtered him. Mm-hmm. That was a squash, but we're not here to mm-hmm. talk about the squash. No. Will Hobbs shows up afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then Samoa Joe turns on Wardlow. Samoa Joe, who's been at ringside the whole time, nodding approvingly. As he's been um, uh, power bombing Ari to Ari into the center of the earth, and um, Wardlow calls out Will Hobbs, and Will Hobbs comes out, 
He says, <clears throat> you want this title? That's fine, but you can't have it because I'm going to take every single title in this company. And the, the what I saw was people like saying, oh, that must have been the moment when Samoa Joe attacked him. If you go back and watch, Samoa Joe had had his um, hand wrapped around the title in I'm going to hit you with this title style for like 35 seconds before Wardlow ever said that line. He was going to go after Wardlow. Um, now, of course, War Joe is no more. We can't have nice things. Um, but another well, nice I mean, thing we're going to have. I, I don't want them to be a thing if they've got two titles anyway. No, agreed. But I did like the way that they carried themselves together. It was of pretty course. cool. Um, I love the name, by the way. <laughs> I'm always going to be yeah. a sucker for a name. Um, the thing of it is, is that Will Hobbs is still out there. He wants the TNT title. I mean, Samoa Joe is doing this thing. I, I, I wonder, triple threat? Or uh, because this is the thing. The thing I want, the thing I kind of have come to terms with is that I think that Wardlow and Hobbs should have a real, honest-to-God feud that lasts several matches over the course of six weeks or more. Um, uh, maybe they 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 brawl to the outside in a double countout, and you got to do a rematch or whatever. But I think this is the time to put some gold on Will Hobbs, and I think is the perfect guy to be the guy to beat Wardlow. Which means you got to do Wardlow versus Samoa Joe first, because um, because I think that that eventually that Hobbs just got to be the guy who comes out of there. That's my own personal prediction and hope. So I, I don't know what the timeline is, but Wardlow versus Samoa Joe is is going to be uh, sirloin beef, sons of bitches, big meaty man slapping meat. I, I'm going to like that a lot. I, I want to see this Samoa Joe. I want to see angry, mad Samoa Joe instead of nods approvingly Samoa Joe from ringside. We already didn't get much Samoa Joe this year for mm -hmm. multiple reasons. WWE parking him and... Mm -hmm and firing him, and then he had to go film stuff. Uh, he had to do the Twisted Metal show, which mm -hmm. I'm very excited to see whenever he popped back up in ROH. I'm ready to see this. And, like, damn, now I, I love this. This is this is one of the things I loved about AEW, Alex. Mm -hmm. They can go left, they can go right, or they can drive right down the middle. And, hey, let's throw them all three in a damn ring and do it. Yeah, Let's see that one, maybe. I'm pumped for this. I, I love mm -hmm. that we've got Samoa Joe doing a turn, too. Jade versus Nyla set for full gear. Jade isn't happy. I like the baddies. <laughs> Very much like, let's just hurry up and keep up with her. But uh, yeah. Jade's Jade's wonderful. She's such a star. Mm -hmm. uh, Ethan Page defeated Eddie Kingston. You could see this one coming from a mile away, I think. Uh, I mean, Eddie Kingston is beloved, but this is, if, if you don't, have a creative plan for Eddie Kingston right now. I do think it's good for him to be losing to a person like mm -hmm. Ethan Page, who very much needs a win like that in what is probably the marquee match in this entire tournament right out of the gate. And Ethan Page wins with a phenomenal finish, the ego's edge uh, from from way up. But Ethan Page needed this win. Uh, he's you know he's improved himself so much, and I mean you want to talk about a guy that can market himself, can produce his own content. He he is, as I say about some people, the guy you want on your team. You want a guy like that, and then in 10 or 15 years, you hope that he stays with your team and teaches other people how to do all this stuff. You hope that he's there doing that. He and Eddie Kingston have been documented as being such good friends. They highlighted it very well early on, which I love because not everybody knew that. Right. But they are also so such polar opposites that you could see that every once in a while they are not going to like each other. Like they are just too different from one another too. Uh, this, I thought this was really really good, and the right person got the win because Ethan Page to me is the favorite to win this whole thing. Um, or Ricky Starks, I would say those could be those Ricky. Two yeah, but um a couple of things about this match I, I really liked it um i like these two guys a lot i love eddie desperately need eddie to hold gold at some point um this is not the point i understand that but every time 
He's in a tournament where the um, the prize of the tournament is a title shot. Always in the back of my mind, I'm like, Eddie could win, and I wouldn't be mad because I love Eddie Kingston so much, but not over Ethan Page, not in this spot. Um, so I think what they're trying to do is show us who Ethan Page is because a lot of people haven't seen a lot of his matches. He was he was doing a lot of stuff with the top team and everything, and that kind of soured people on him. He's a really great performer. I mean, I would have. Th- does would've... he does he rely on me to get him two hundred thousand views on YouTube in his yeah, toy vlogs? Yeah, yes. Of course. Now, I mean, Dan Housen was in it, but right. mainly. And, and Sawyer's saying that Eddie was protected with the visual submissions, though. I would have not done that because I think the most important thing coming out of this is that Ethan Page is looks as strong as possible, especially if you're going to have him win the tournament. So you didn't need the visual submission. Eddie doesn't need to be protected. I love Eddie. You don't need to protect Eddie. Eddie, Eddie never gets protected anyway. This is fine. I, I Having him tap out visually and having Shivani keep saying, but Ethan Page tapped out though. He should be the loser. That doesn't help build Ethan Page in the eyes of a lot of fans who maybe haven't seen all of his best stuff. So I think the more important thing is to keep him strong. He doesn't need to tap out because Eddie broke the hold anyway to chase off Stokely when Stokely was on the ramp. Um, the other thing was, I, and I love Eddie, and um, I just, that ego's edge from the top looked just so damn dangerous in so different, yeah. different places. And I, just, I poor Eddie, so, man. Those, those bumps have got to really hurt on, so, on this frame. One of the the warnings that that we were given in wrestling school, and anybody who takes or delivers the move, industry says top rope razor's edge was dope, all ego. It's yeah. very hard to protect the back of your head on a move right. like that. It's hard enough on a power bomb, but from that high up, it's it's very very hard. That's why sometimes when people get launched like that, they'll just yeah. immediately tuck and sure. grab. Uh, but it is very hard. Sometimes you're, you're taking one there, and that's that's unfortunate. But Ethan Page won this. I'm glad he won this. Uh, Renee interviewed Roosh Dark Order, and they're still trying to recruit Vance. I think John Silver called him a Roosh bag. Roosh bag, yep, Roosh bag. Oh, I know it was supposed to be bad, but it was bad. Uh, Roosh versus Bandito on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Fail, or history uh, says the Joe turn was very, very welcome to triple threat at full gear. That'd be a hell of a match. That's the- you really would. And if you wanted to protect Wardlow, not that you want Samoa Joe taking a pin either, but like the thing of it is they might, they might still do is um, I believe there was, a, there was a super chat about this too. You might do back to back matches for Wardlow. You could have Wardlow versus Hobbs at full gear. Samoa Joe maybe costs, um, uh, Wardlow that title to Hobbs, and then yeah. you have Wardlow versus Joe for the TV title for ROH at um, uh, Final Battle. Uh, so maybe that's what maybe that's what they do. Jambeard says, Alex, you could do it where it's Wardlow versus Hobbs at full gear. Yeah. Hobbs wins, then Joe versus Wardlow at ROH pay per view for the ROH TV title. That could make a lot of sense. I think it could. I honestly think Hobbs is the one to take um, the title away from me too from him and uh I, that's that's a drum that will washington of grapsity and day after dynamite has been uh beating for quite some time right cole carter's backstage he's getting paid for attacking darby um so it does this is this him joining lethal no. and satin or just them no. like no uh, basically what, what? pimping pimping old dude out Yep, this is what He's, this is what this this segment showed is that Cole Carter is not aligned with TNAEW. He is, he is uh instead um the factory. Uh, th- they paid um uh, uh the factory whatever the uh, uh QT Marshall QT they paid, Lee, Lee they, Johnson they paid, yeah. Yeah. They paid him for the services of Cole Carter cuz he's the only one who could fit in the Sting costume. <laughs> and that he's like, here's here's fifteen percent for you, kid. Nice job. Uh, good doing business with you. Uh, and then um, this was uh, trying to wrap up a whole bunch of different things. Uh, then uh, they challenge OC, who's standing right there because Danhausen wants to yell at people. 
Uh, how about you versus Lee Johnson on Friday? And OC's like, yes, let's do that. I'd like Before they can even make the challenge, he does yeah, that. He's yeah. like, yes, please. Uh, and then Trent Beretta gets up in the face of Jake Lethal, calls him scumbags, and uh, then he has a match with Jay Lethal. And I, w- I would starts say... starts immediately. <laughs> it starts immediately. <laughs> Abruptly. Apparently, this, was, this was like a uh, earlier today backstage thing that they showed us. So that's fine. I would argue that um, you don't you don't need to find and create new ways out of whole cloth for me to see more Jay Lethal on my screen. Yeah. The less the better, honestly. Like, and this whole thing with Jeff Jarrett may be it for some. It is not it for me. The whole thing from the Jay Lethal, especially Jay Lethal going over Trent Beretta, all the way through the the, the double J E double F, whatever, off that that whole thing. If you just wipe that off the screen, there's time for so much more of great wrestling because this didn't feel like it uh, to me, except for uh, Danhausen cursing Satnam Singh and then punching Sanjay in the balls. That was the only thing out of this that I enjoyed. Uh, well, Lethal defeated Trent. Danhausen did punch Satnam in the groin. Jeff Jarrett came out afterwards and cut a promo and. <laughs> First off, it's con. It's like ninety six Stone Cold Steve Austin content. Mm-hmm. The ain't nobody counting me down type of thing. Right. This wasn't for me. Mister Black Soul says Jay Lethal and company get too much TV time. AEW has a stacked roster, and TNA's two thousands lineup make TV every week. And it's not even the Pope either. Like, nope. damn, you can at least get Pope out there. But Amanda says at AEW, so we'll catch the show late. Just want to say I've been to every Boston show and this one was poorly attended, which is surprising. Also, mm. the lethal match was silent until Danhausen came out. Should have been swapped with Hader's time slot or put on Rampage. Or put Something on Rampage. Like that. Uh, one thing, one highlight that did exist, though. Jeff Jarrett shoots hard on Braun mm. Strowman's pants and yeah. the banana-nosed circus. Okay, I don't understand that one. I don't know that that's, one. That's that's Triple H. Oh, God damn. <laughs> okay, listen, I haven't heard a, a big nose Triple H joke in like 20 years. That that's the, That is the time frame that Jeff yes. Jarrett is operating in. So Exactly. So listen, like the Triple H big nose jokes, by like 99 we were going, all right, let's come up with some new shit. <laughs> It's yeah. how it's been 23 years. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. The banana, like he called, he straight up called WWE the banana nosed circus. <laughs> Come on, man. What Triple H didn't do anything to him? What the yeah. hell? I don't know. I mean, the Braun rib. Cool. That's funny. Uh, has Braun tweeted about this yet? I don't know. Probably has. <laughs> Probably. Let's see. Let's take a look. Braun Strowman. Adam Share 99. Nope. We we haven't seen him tweet nope. in okay. uh, two All entire right. days yet. I mean, but maybe well, maybe they took the maybe they changed his password on him for his own good. But he is wearing bra- red skinny pants, which I mean, who cares? Yeah. Who cares what he's wearing? But I mean, sure. <sighs> Banana nose. I think it's also very funny that they were like, "This man is a legit seven foot five. He's one in a billion. He's the only guy from India to ever be end up in the NBA." Yeah, and how long did he stay there? At seven foot five, he couldn't have like yep. a four or five year career blocking shots. Maybe don't bring up that he used to be a basketball player if he was so bad at it at seven foot five that he could no longer continue doing it. It's a weird thing to bring up. That's all I'm saying. I don't think, did he ever play in a regular season game? No, no, he he was a preseason only thing, I believe. Okay, so I mean, yeah, that that is a lot. To me, that's less than when they're like, former NFL star and they were on the practice squad because I mean, right. Practice squad is actually very helpful and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But sure. Distri says, told you last week I didn't want Jared on TV. Valab says, slap nuts, slapping hard on Braun. Mm-hmm. Those nuts did get slapped. Distri says, 
Nah, triple meat mash, Hobbs, Wardlow, and Joe. I'm cool with that. I'd be cool with that. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack, Jack Perry says that uh, he wants to make a challenge to Luchasaurus and Christian on Friday. So we'll see more of that on Friday. Mm -hmm. But we did get the elite promo. Jam Beard says the thing about the promo, which feels to me a bit heelish, as us versus the company we built, which is odd since they were faces. To me, so much of it is going to be dictated based on the reaction that they get when they come out. Mm -hmm. How will the audience respond to them and their direction and what mm -hmm. it is that they're saying or they're thinking? Mm -hmm. Sawyer says, do you think saving and advertising the elite for the pay-per-view buys is better than the business move than putting them on TV for the ratings? I think when you are, or when people say every week, every it's big dynamite, big dynamite, big dynamite. It ain't Tony saying it. He's only said newsworthy. I do think it's good to put them on TV and then you pay to see them wrestle. I don't know mm. if anybody's going to necessarily pay to be like, well, here's the guys that we saw two and a half months ago right. on paper. The last pay-per-view we watched them wrestle. I don't know if anybody's going to pay to just see them walk out and exist. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Soraya and Britt Baker face-to-face. -face. So I want to talk about the one thing I didn't like about this before I glow about how great, great it was. I don't think it was good that Soraya said, you got handed this spot by Tony Khan. I think that was a cheap thing and shouldn't have happened because Britt Baker earned this shit. Earned it with a great heel turn right. and hard work and wrestling through dental school and all that stuff. Right. So I disagree with that. Then after that, Britt said her piece, and I thought it was fantastic. Then Soraya was fired up. Then we got something with substance. Then we got something that wasn't, your name rhymes with shit, Tony Khan gave you this spot. Then we got her saying, I overcame drug addiction, I, I I've been wrestling my entire life. My whole world, my whole life has been in front of people. You got hit by a car and still wrestled. These are two women who made incredibly different but significant sacrifices to be where they are. And I think that should be the story more than Tony Khan put you here because Tony Khan didn't put her there. She was getting looks by WWE. Wasn't getting calls back. Was working on the Indies worked all in did she earned all of that and the reason she was so successful as a heel what was it three years ago now she turned heel was uh -huh. because there was the the implication that she was handed that that mm -hmm. she was going to be the poster girl because she was the first one that they signed um so i don't know if they needed that like, and I would love Brit to be like, maybe you should have watched the product before you came here type of thing. Mm -hmm. And that is the kind of line that Brit will slap you across the face with. Uh, but I thought that after that, boy, they volleyed and they went back and forth. And I thought this was really good. Alex, what did you think about this? Um, I thought it was really good too. I like uh, that there was some real emotion in Soraya's voice when she was talking about going through public, public humiliation uh, with the, all that stuff that got out about her, um, um, and uh, also all the stuff like we, we didn't bring it up, but but I certainly was thinking about it. The very very public um, relationship problems with Del Rio that that everyone knew about it was all out there in the public eye. Um, all that stuff that she had to deal with to, to be able to come back, and then to come back and rehab a neck injury that everybody said that that's it, you can't ever do this again. Um, you have to really, really want it to come back after all of that and, and go through, maybe, maybe go through some of that again. I like that a lot. Um, I think that there is a perception among uh, Brit detractors that she has been kept in the top spot when maybe there are other women who could be there, but sure. it, cause it does feel like even if she's not the champion, she's still the top woman in uh, in AEW because she always makes everything seems to be made about her how she relates to everything. Jamie Haters got the title match at full gear, but Britt Baker um will will certainly in the in the way that they're going to promote it, you watch, 
will have the biggest women's match there. Not for the AEW women's title. That's a secondary thing. Um, the the big one is going to be this thing. And it, and honestly, maybe it should be Britt and Soraya. But the whole way through, it's always been about Britt being the top, most important. The story is all about her kind of a thing. And there's been that kind of detraction from her among some of the fans. And maybe that's uh, uh, Soraya suiting up and 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 playing on that team for a bit as part of the build for this thing. I'm not sure. Um, I will say I liked I liked both of their uh, their promo. I thought it was really good. I liked them seeing uh, seeing um, uh, Soraya getting physical and uh, hitting her with the rampage. I mean the Ram Soraya. I don't know what they're going to call that move now, but it was a really cool DDT back <laughs> in WWE, and I like it. Hey, now. listen. They could just call it the rampage. They could. They could just take the eye out of it and it'd be perfect. <laughs> they could just call it the rampage. Uh, yeah. Distri says, Soraya said it. She's ready to get her career back. She posted the actual form from her, I believe it's her orthopedic surgeon that uh, says that she is cleared to compete. Like, because I mean, go. there's there's going to be a whole lot of people that doubt that, but her orthopedic surgeon did clear her. Also, her orthopedic surgeon has her birth date listed as 992. So she oh. is very old. Very old. Very old. Jam Beard says, uh, another good note, three women's pay-per-view matches now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Mm-hmm. Will one probably end up on the pre-show? Yes, probably. Yes. But it yeah. doesn't matter. I'm cool. If they're doing like 15 damn matches of pay-per-view, which they'll oh, surely do. Yeah, because they are doing, they're doing one too many, I'll tell you that, because one of them is Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Darby and Sting. That's one match too many right there. Don't piss me off. Slap nuts. <laughs> Shy Town Spurs says, it was so nice to see this segment get a lot of time. Would love to see others besides Britt get that as well. Uh, yes, uh, they do need to kind of highlight or show that they can carry that type of thing in a 15-minute promo. That way, we're not talking about a bad promo. We're talking right. about a good one. Joey Bag of Donuts says, did, is it just me or did Soraya make AEW's women's division a lot better? I mean, she did immediately come in and she's a marquee name. A ready-made marquee name. 100%. And for all the big signings that AEW has had, having a marquee women's name be added is helpful. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's good. Jamie Hayter defeated Sky Blue. I think it's Jamie Hayter's time. I think it is her time to win that yeah. damn title. Tony was there. Britt was there. But Jamie showed out. Jamie got the win. It is It is her time to take this title I think Tony has done a very good job with it, and Tony mm-hmm. has solidified herself too. But um, yeah, I, I've, I'm really digging everything about her right now, and I feel like the time to capitalize on her was before. But do it now. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think there's a a very easy way to go from Jamie beats Tony um, becomes AW World Champion. And Soraya beats Britt, and Britt, it feels like she's been knocked down a peg. And so she immediately be like, okay, Jamie, I want I want the first title match. And Jamie's like, uh, sh- sure, yeah, okay, let's do it. And have Britt, like, legitimately cheat the whole way through it to, like, really start the whole uh, Jamie Hayter and Britt thing off right. There's a way of actually getting Britt motivated. Like, maybe she would have just let Jamie have her title reign. But after losing to Soraya in Soraya's debut match, she feels like she needs has something to prove to people, so she needs to be champ again. There's something there. I think that there's an easy way to tell that story. Action says, do you think Adam Cole is maybe the guy to take the ROH title off of Jericho? Maybe the kingdom all in effect to kick off ROH TV streaming deal? You know, if, if that, that honestly would be a great name to take the ROH title off sure. of Jericho. It would be. Um, but you got to have him on Dynamite and Rampage, too. Like, he is a bona fide star. He really is. I miss him, too. It's one of those things that, like, too. like, since he's been out, I know, like, he can't wrestle yet, apparently, because if he could, they would let him wrestle. Sure. But he should just be around every now and then cutting promos because he's a big star and people would go crazy for his entrance. Dante promo, Cage promo. I don't know what happened that that got Cage back on TV and so often and prominently, Mm -hmm. but this very short amount of time so far has been my favorite Cage run that I've seen, 
And I even watched him in Lucha Underground. I think that yeah. uh, he's put it together a lot more from a promo perspective. I'm very excited to see this match because Cage in general is good, but Cage, when he can heave somebody around like, like Dante is great. Yeah. Uh, Archer knocks the living shit out of Stark, slams him up against the, the door, and he's wearing his big furry jacket. Huh. I, I thought these were, were effective right here. Yeah, Archer versus uh, Ricky Starks. Um, now we, we have uninjured Ricky Starks, um, so you can play against that. Um, but yeah, it, to me, it feels like we're, we're getting a, a Ricky versus Ethan Page final, and it all depends on how they want to play it uh, after the... Um, uh, I mean, if, if, if MJF actually comes out of full gear... Um, as not only the champion, but swerving us all along, and it's really MJF has uh, made the dev- made you believe the devil didn't exist, kind of a thing. Um, then obviously you can't run Ethan Page versus him unless you want to do finger poke of doom. So it's got to be Ricky coming out of there, and Ricky getting the first title. Ty- honestly, there's a really cool story there for Ricky getting the first title match against MJF, and Ricky also then a year later being the guy to eventually take that belt from FJ MJF in the bidding war of 24. I think there's a really, really cool uh, way of telling that story as well. We know that Tony likes telling really long-term stories. That might be a fun one to do. We got a super chat from Turley time, by the way, guys get them in. We are heading down the home stretch. This is Paige Van Zant still with AEW. Where? Is she? Uh, she had a fight scheduled for August. It got rescheduled to October, and then it was uh, canned, I believe. So she's been doing that. I mean, that is her her primary primary gig. Well, I, I think probably her exclusive site is her primary gig these days. But uh, you know, she's got she's got a lot of stuff to do, and I think she's going to be a special feature there. History says the kingdom idea with Cole is money. I miss him. I do too. I do too. But you know what? I don't miss. All my favorite shows when I'm on the road because of NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can change your virtual location with just one click. You can protect yourself on unsecured Wi-Fi at the airport. Heck, at McDonald's even. You you don't want Ronald McDonald hacking your stuff. You don't want that. But at hotels, all that good stuff. I'm going to be at WrestleCade later this month. I'll be on that unsecured Wi-Fi. I'm using NordVPN.com slash Fightful to protect me, but I'm also using it so I can watch SmackDown, so I can watch Rampage, so I can watch Survivor Series while I'm there. And I can also watch this weekend's UFC pay-per-view at a much more affordable price thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. By subscribing to those overseas services, you get four additional months free, a 30-day money-back guarantee, block online trackers, malware, and annoying pop-up ads. It makes your browsing experience so much better with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Maybe you missed that old WWE Network. You want to watch AEW Dynamite on uh, AEW Plus without commercials. But you can't do that here in the States. You can if you got NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Check out that deal. 30-day money-back guarantee if you don't like it. But you're gonna. You will love it. Distry says, I would buy the F out of Ricky versus MJ. Bring it. Well, Brian Danielson and Sammy brought it. Two out of three falls match. Uh, pre-match promo. Brian notes that he's not getting respected with Yuta. And Morgan says, weekly tribute to Alex, king of ad reactions. But with Danielson's promo, do you think we'll be getting a Yuta-Danielson match? Maybe as an Iron Man where he tries to beat some respect into Yuta or maybe loser leaves BCC. Don't want either, but maybe. I think we could. I think the BCC is all about that. I think the BCC could absolutely all have matches with one another and then shake their hands afterwards, or maybe not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do like seeing this more curmudgeonly Brian Danielson, Alex. Sure. Him um, uh, being the guy who's um, who's realizing maybe that Yuta was right about him not caring enough but being angry that somebody had to point it out to him and that it was Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta. So yeah, I think there's, I think there's a, there's a potential for that, but um, you know, <clears throat> when they announced this, I was like, didn't we just do this two weeks ago? Like it, it feels like yeah, if it had match. been like, 
a month, six weeks. Oh, okay. But two weeks felt like it was too soon. Um, it wasn't, as it turns out to be, because these two guys are consummate uh, in-ring uh, superstars. One of them is the be- very best in the world currently. Um, I will say this before we get into the rest of the match. Two out of three falls always makes me go, is it really two out of three falls? Or are you going to book the heel intentionally gets disqualified, then beats up the, the baby face a lot and gets a victory to even it up, and then the last fall is the only real part of the wrestling match. Because yeah. when you book that kind of two out of three falls match, immediately I get deflated. Now, sure. after the, after, as soon as, so for me, as soon as Sammy um, threw the chair and hit uh, Danielson, I just checked out until the second fall was over. Because the second fall doesn't matter anymore because we know exactly what's going to happen. So I really wish they had actually booked a straight up two out of three falls match without that without that part of it because so often when you get a two out of three falls match that's the way they book it and i just i'd rather they didn't but the third fall was spectacular what a like that final third of the match was so brilliant honestly the rest of it before didn't 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 uh, didn't take away from it but just my own little pet peeve about two or three falls matches it feels like since anarchy in the arena or really even around then that Danielson has only faced like Garcia, Jericho, it Sammy. It really does feel like that. And I mean, yeah. I know he had great match against Hangman. He had the, the match with Moxley, but it's been like Yas nonstop. And again, I know it's because the Eddie Kingston promo carried over into the Yas Blackpool Combat Club thing. I'm, I'm ready to move on. I would rather see BCC Civil War with Yuda and Danielson than this to continue, even though they had a killer match, an unbelievable match. But when I look at this now, I'm like, all right. Well, Danielson also won a few weeks ago. Don't need to see this again. Right. Don't need to do it again. So uh, I, I hope that's the route that they go. And I don't want them to lean so much into into over and over rematch 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 and sammy did get the pin over uh danielson in in the tag match or, or got the win there but uh just incredible work with these two guys but i didn't feel quite as excited as i was for for their first match also mm-hmm. shout out to julie cutler in the chat she will be joining me on the full gear post show she saved my ass during all out because before the show, I said, hey, let's keep our thoughts a little more succinct. We'll have a normal show. Well, then she could tell some shit was going down <laughs> on the post show. And she covered for me an awful lot. I am so excited to have Julie Cutler join us. Alex, you will be live on Fightful cool. Select mm-hmm. as well after that. Yeah. Uh, but in a couple of weeks, I will be out uh, for Thanksgiving. And uh, John Alba will be joining us. We got such positive uh, mm. reviews of yourself and John Alba. So hopefully we can yeah. see more of John Alba here on Fightful. But we get wrapped up with a super chat. Jam Beard says, can we get Paul Paul Palowski singing Shut Up and Dance With Me by Walk the Moon? Alex know why is this, knows why this song. I mean, we all know why the song. Because the mass Singer posted a mm-hmm. video, mm-hmm. which is objectively hilarious, of a bridezilla, mm-hmm. an yep. actual... Godzilla bride and it's Chris Jericho in there. Yes, obviously. Now I know that when he takes off that thing, Ken Jong's gonna go, What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the only thing I've ever seen to that show. But um Alex, without further ado. Uh, uh, don't you dare look back. Just keep your eyes on me. I, I I said, You're holding back. She said, just shut up and dance with me. This woman's my destiny. She said, ooh, 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 shut up and dance with me. Guys, I want to thank you all so much. I have uh, a feature on Casey Navarro. If you don't know him, you probably need to get to know him. Uh, people in my feature were comparing him to Rey Mysterio. We talked to people in WWE, AEW. And uh, Impact Wrestling, uh, ROH, all that stuff about uh, Casey Navarro. He flew to Nashville during StarCast to do this interview with me. 
And when that, when, when I see that, I was like, you know what? There's, there's something different about this guy. When I did this interview, I was like, I've got to do a feature here. And I've done this before on Muhammad Hassan, the brawl for all. Uh, I did it on Anthony Bowens. You guys are really going to like this. Also guys, subscribe to fightfulselect.com. If for some reason you're on the fence, here's what I'll tell you to do. Check out the Backstage Report podcast. I dropped it today here on YouTube, on podcast platforms everywhere. Already had uh, five, 6,000 people download it before we went on the air tonight. That is up every week on Fightful Select. Only $5 a month. Alex, tell the people what you got going on. Well, you can uh, find me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Not paying to be verified. Won't do it. Um, but uh, also over on FIFA Select, I review uh, Raw and uh, and SmackDown over there, as well as the pay per views uh, with uh, and uh, with Miss Kate Fabe, uh, Kate Elizabeth, and also Tuesday nights NXT still going strong? Question mark. It, it exists, and we re- we review it every Tuesday. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. We're gonna have AEW news up on Fightful Select tomorrow. We're gonna have some Impact news as well. Got good interviews up this week. Giselle Shaw right now. Josh Alexander later this week. Listen, your boy was today. Thank you guys so much. I truly appreciate you all. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Comment below what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, Distry says several unread super chats. Okay, I get it. Okay, Distry, tell me which ones were unread. Because I can't, I can't magically read them without knowing what they are. I'm scrolling up right now. We read that one. I'm looking right here. I appreciate your your business. We read that one. Let's see where else we got. What else we got? Um, scrolling up. Told you last week I didn't want Jared on TV. We read that one as well. Uh, we read this one as well. We read them. Thank you so much, Distri. I appreciate you. And we appreciate Luis, our moderator, who collects these. Until next time, guys. We're out.